This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and type in the code Locked On in How'd You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. rockauto.com, helping you stay safe in your car today. It's the Locked On Aggies podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network. Talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today we're going to be looking at what could be the downfall of the Aggies in 2020, as well as breaking down a quote from former linebacker Tyrell Dodson of why Jimbo Fisher is the man to lead the team this upcoming season. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Locked On Aggies. Locked On Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or at LockedOnPodcast.com. And second, if you like the show, if you think I'm doing something right, if you want some things to change, whatever you feel, Make sure you follow me at Mr. Cole Thompson. Don't forget the Mr. I am Cole Thompson. That's my name. Don't wear it out. At Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. For anyone who's been wondering why maybe I haven't been on the air for the past couple days, it's because of what's been going on in the world. Unfortunately, there's just been some very sad moments in today's society that have upset so many people. Uh, One of the biggest things, though, I want to share with my listeners right now is you can help out with the problem. We had a meeting a couple days ago here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and a lot of us agreed we would like to help and donate to whatever cause we can to make sure that the injustice and the police brutality surrounding this movement only get better so we don't have to have these movements anymore. So in the coming weeks, don't be surprised if we start promoting a charity for you to join. This is something that we are all going to match here on the Locked On Podcast Network from every channel, including the college football, all the way to the fantasy sports teams. We will all be donating, and we hope you will match our donations so we can help spread love. And always remember, love trumps hate. Every single time, love trumps hate. And naturally, of course, A&M had to make a statement like every other university because of they know what is right and what is wrong. So earlier this week, Statements from head coach for the women's basketball team, Gary Blair, uh, head coach for the men's basketball team, Buzz Williams, and athletic director Ross Bjork pledged their support and had a three-step pledge of how to make things better. So, according to Ross Bjork, this was his comments. As human beings, our hearts must break as we mourn the loss and senseless murders of Mr. George Floyd, Mr. Armand Aubrey, Ms. Breonna Taylor, and countless others who have lost their lives to acts of racism and hate. Our hearts break for members of the African-American community and any other community who have had to endure social injustice, racism, discrimination, and systematic oppression. Many of our student athletes, coaches, staff, and families have been and are affected every day by different atrocities and unfortunately live in the undercurrent of fear and trepidation every single day. This must change. As leaders of college athletics, higher education, the state of Texas, and the United States, we must be a part of the solution and chart a new course for what lies ahead. 
Now, more than ever, we must come together as human beings, and all of us in the Texas A&M Athletics family are committed to live this out. By signing below, you can commit to one, educating yourself on the history of our country, injustices, and current events. Two, engage in healthy dialogue in your community to learn about and emphasize with others. Three, help Aggie Athletics provide opportunities of growth and learning for our student-athletes, coaches, and staff. Our vision is these three simple actions will begin to help bridge the racial and equality gap that has existed in our country for far too long, while reinforcing that each and every one of us have been created equal and should be treated with honor, dignity, and respect. Sports have always been a platform to bring people and communities together, and the leadership position of Texas A&M Athletics can accelerate with this unification. We will live, love others foster a positive culture, and rely on the core values to be better human beings and educators for young people. That was the statement from Ross Bjork, the Texas A&M Athletic Director, and I could not agree more. If you would like to sign that petition, you go to 12thman.com. There is a sign-up right there. Sign the petition to be a part of the solution, much like us here at Locked on Aggies are going to do as well just to be able to say, we know what's right, we want to help out, and we want to be a part of something. So this was what Gary Blair said, the A&M's women's basketball coach. Almost 50 years ago, I had the opportunity to teach and coach at Dallas South Oak Cliff, an all-black high school in the heart of the city. The school gave me a chance to start my career, and the people of South Oak Cliff took me in like I was family. I owe everything to the city, the school, and the incredible community for teaching me what mutual respect is all about. I do not see color in my student-athletes and in my students. I only saw tremendous young men and women full of potential. I did see color in these young men in other ways, however, and in doing so, I learned the value and appreciate that we all bring different perspectives and experiences to each other's lives. We are a stronger society when we listen and learn from each other. My heart breaks for the young women in our program and coaches who are angry, confused, and saddened by the incidents of the past few weeks, and now the death of George Floyd. Unfortunately, many of them and their families, this is not the first time they must ask why. We all should be asking why, regardless of our race or ethnicity. I may never fully understand what it means to be black in America, but I certainly know injustice when I see it. It is incumbent of us all to do our part and to reach a greater understanding, a stronger mutual respect, and a more just path forward. With our young generation stepping up and raising their voices, I am hopeful that the future generations will never know the pain of racism. I am here, we are here, for our student-athletes, their families, and former students as well. And we will always be. That was Gary Blair. Uh... Women's basketball coach, got his career starting off by coaching in an inner city school in Dallas, Texas. He's been around the racial injustices for years. And listen, guys, I know you're here to talk about football, but this is unfortunately a little bit bigger. This is all of A&N's being affected, so we're just going to take these first few minutes to talk about this, and then we will move on. But I just want to say, when you're around this injustice and you're around players in a sport that is predominantly African-American, 
You have to be able to stand up and see the injustices in the world. And Gary Blair said it perfectly. He sees that they have color. The biggest thing that I've realized in these past few years with these racial injustices is you can no longer say, I don't see color. You have to say, I see color and I respect your color and understand what you are going through. Although I may never understand as a white man what you are going through, I understand that it is unfair and unjust. And for that, I stand up for. Gary Blair says that beautifully in his statement. And I could not be happier to have a man leading the women's basketball team to championships, to greater days and beyond. This is a guy who you want representing your university, and he 100% did it. And Buzz Williams followed up beautifully. I am saddened and heartbroken at all racial inequality and senseless violence that has transpired this week, yet again in our country. The social injustice has continued far, for far too long and much too frequently. I feel so much anger that I struggle articulating my thoughts and emotions. But in truth, I cannot imagine the depth of true sorrow and pain involved because I am not African American and I've never had to experience it firsthand. I cannot pretend that I have all the answers, but I am convinced now more than ever that I must find more ways to help and support all of our players, the families represented in our programs, and in our community. I am compelled to be a part of the solution that helps end the cycle of inhumane acts. I want to make sure that our program is an agent of change in the ongoing fight against racism. Speaking out and posting on social media is important and has value, but the change must come from more than words. It is the responsibility of all of us to work daily to demonstrate that love is more powerful than hate in order to enact change for the generation and the next. I am praying for all those who have been impacted in so many ways by this great tragedy. You can post on social media, Blackout Tuesday. You can stand. And not post anything. You can say, oh, this is racist. Oh, how dare you put this up? Oh, you're you're so evil. The only way it changes is by opening your wallets if you have the funds to and donating back. It's standing up in more so than just a social media post. Being a part of that. And that's why we here at the Locked On Podcast Network are doing our part to donate as well. In the coming days, we will have a charity or multiple charities that you can donate to that we will all be donating to. And we hope that you here on Locked on Aggies will match us so we can only become better, stronger as a country, reunite, and show the world that when love conquers all, we are unstoppable. But more importantly, how will AM be unstoppable in 2020? There are always a few de facto's that cause a team to probably fall off the tracks and we're going to name which are the three biggest problems in just a quick moment hey everybody it's cole thompson from locked on aggies and like many people i like to keep my car up to date but with the ever-increasing numbers of audis being made and new models coming out daily it's impossible to stock up on the parts you need at every traditional chain front store that's why you should go ahead and check out rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family-owned business helping out auto part customers for the past 20 years they have everything from engine control to brake parts motor oil and even new carpets so whether it's for a classic convertible or a daily driving car 
Get everything you need with just a few easy clicks that will be delivered immediately to your door. The Rock Auto catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specification, and the price you prefer. Plus, you're never going to beat rockauto.com's prices. They're reliably low and they're same as the professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend twice as much for the same parts at a traditional store? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on on their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to go for your broken down car today. Gig them, y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, if you like great podcasts and if you like your favorite team and you want to hear it every single day, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows plus every team covered in the MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, and all the up-to-date information for your sporting event. So go ahead and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or at the least, give us a listen at LockedOnPodcast.com. Your team, every single day, every single day, is a Locked On Podcast day. We're talking Texas A&M today and how they could fall off the tracks. What could be a loophole in their upcoming season? United we stand, divided we fall. How will A&M fall this upcoming year? If possible. This is a year where you look at the team and everything you see is built on A&M being successful. It's year three of Jimbo Fisher. It's a majority of his players. It's a majority of his staff. It's a more relaxed schedule than 2019. The SEC lost a ton of talent. They always do, but this year's a little bit special because it's at the quarterback position more than anything else. And now you have the opportunity to separate yourself and be the next LSU or be the next Florida or the next Alabama even. You have all the opportunity, but... Like any other team, you have some roadblocks, and you have to get past these roadblocks. And if you can't, you have to put it in reverse, drive around it, and try and start fresh. But when you drive around it, it leads to a longer experience. The end goal is a straight line towards a national title under Jimbo Fisher. Is that going to happen? Well, not these three things happen this upcoming season. Number one, losing the teams that you're supposed to beat. Now, I don't mean Abilene Christian or North Texas. You're going to win those games. I mean Mississippi State. I mean Ole Miss. I mean Arkansas. All three of those teams gave AM fits in the past. Now, some are different than others. AM last year struggled immensely on the road against Ole Miss. This year, it's going to be played in Kyle Field. That should help out. They also have a brand new head coach in Lane Kiffin, who, despite his success at Florida Atlantic, has not been a Power 5 head coach since 2013. So it's been a while since he's been at the helm of a program. You also don't know what they're going to have a quarterback. Are they going to have a running style John Reese Plumley, or are they going to have a more pocket-passing, relaxed Matt Coral back there? Either way, the team has very limited weapons, the team has very limited defenders who will make an immediate impact. They probably have, if not one of the worst linebacker cores, they're definitely in the bottom half of linebacker cores. They're not a good team. 
they're an average team. They're they're a six and six win team at best. If you lose to them at home, that's a problem. Meanwhile, you struggled immensely on the road last year against SEC opponents. Well, now you're going to have to play a new and improved, hopeful Mississippi State team under Mike Leach. Mike Leach is not a great recruiter, but he gets the most out of his players. And again, this is a brand new system we're going to see join the SEC that we have never seen before. The air raid offense is coming to Starkville. And Leach is getting a guy in KJ Costello who is kind of a wild card. He's a lot like Tommy Stevens, who was at Mississippi State last year. A lot of people thought, okay, if Stevens is really good, if Stevens is really, really strong, we're going to have a great year. Well, he wasn't. He missed some games. Garrett Schrader came in. They finished 6-6 six and six because of a penalty on Ole Miss, and they barely, won, they barely made an impact in their bowl game, leading to Joe Moorhead getting fired. All that adds up to if Costello hits – under a West Coast guy and a very West Coast offense with Leach, they're going to be, if not the top scoring offense in the SEC, a top three scoring offense in the SEC. A&M has a lot of young defenders that, even though they're a veteran team, those young players are going to mix in. If they struggle, especially if they're struggling on the road like they did last year, this is a big loss. I said earlier this week, this is the trap game this year. Mississippi State in early October. This is the trap game, and this is going to set the tone for the SEC. I think this is their second SEC game. They're not going to be able to hold their own against Auburn, against uh, Alabama, LSU, if they lose immensely on the road to Mississippi State. So that's a tra- that's that's trap game. And then you have Arkansas. You have to beat Arkansas. Arkansas's roster is the worst in the SEC, hands down. In my personal opinion. I think you can make an argument Vanderbilt's up there, but I think Arkansas right now has so many holes. They have no idea what direction they're going in. Vanderbilt has a direction. It's, we're either going to be really bad and get a really good coach next year, or Derek Mason, a defensive whiz, is going to turn our defense around to where our offense doesn't matter. Arkansas is kind of there. They have one good player in Rakeem Boyd. But it's at a neutral site. And a neutral site has always been an area that A&M has struggled. Since the start of the Southwest Classic, A&M has won every single game by, I think, 10 points or less. And a majority of them come in the fourth quarter. You can't have that this year. You can't have that with Sam Pittman as your head coach, with another quarterback who struggles, and Felipe Franks, No weapons, no defense at all. A very poor offensive line that's going to get better in time because Pittman is an offensive line whiz and struggles immensely in secondary. You cannot lose in Arlington this year. And you also cannot win by seven points. You win by seven against Arkansas and you watch Alabama and you watch Auburn win by 30? If you all have the same record, they're going to look back at that game and go, you know what? They're not a good team. You know who is a good team? Alabama. Auburn. They're good teams. Those are areas, those are three games I look at, especially kind of early in the season. If they don't win, 
this is going to be a really tough year for A&M. So that's one problem. What are the other two problems? Don't go anywhere. We'll break those two down in just a quick moment. Hey, howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And much like you, I am a health-conscious guy trying to stay in shape during quarantine. But you always got to have your daily dose of breakfast foods. And for me, who's always on the run, I found a tasty new treat in Built Bars. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar and comes in 16 amazing different flavors. My personal favorites include the mint chocolate chip and the salted caramel. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is not only good, but it's good for you. And it's covered in the chocolate that everyone loves. Plus, not only will it help you lose weight, it can help you maintain weight as a delicious treat. Take, for instance, the peanut butter brownie bar. It comes with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 net carbs. You're not going to find another treat like that out here. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. That code is locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So whatever you're doing to stay in shape during this quarantine offseason, make sure you're using it with Built Bar. Not only will you see results, but you'll have a tasty treat to start your day off right. Gig them, y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Today's topic is roadblocks. What's going to stand in the way of A&M becoming a standout team in 2020 with the whole back burner on them? The so- they're, they're looking like a great team. They're looking like the team to beat in the SEC West. Their schedule's more relaxed. There's always roadblocks. We already named one. Losing the games you're supposed to win. And that's in the SEC, not in general. Just losing the games you're supposed to win. What's number two? Kellen Mond. Whatever you want to say about Kellen Mond. He struggles. He gets hurt. He is erratic. He is suspended. He decides to transfer midseason. Anything. You want to say any of that. Without Kellen Mond in that starting lineup, you're going to have a down year. Because Zach Calzada pretty much was a redshirt last year. I think he was a redshirt because he played. In, he didn't play in all four. He only played in four games. I think it was even less than that. I think it was three games. And Haynes King are not going to be immediate contributors to an offense. But Mond, a two-and-a-half-year starter, a two-year full-time starter is now one of the leaders in the pack of the SEC. You have him, Kyle Trask, and Jamie Newman really being talked about as the top three quarterbacks entering the season. Mon's got to prove it. But here's the good news for him. There's very little talent below him to where it's unknown. The SEC could be a down year for quarterbacks, could be a great year for running backs, but if Kellen Mond is the best of the worst quarterbacks... That makes your team better because it makes you more dynamic. It makes you be more well-balanced. It means that you don't have to rely so much on your young talent like DeAndre Jackson or Devin Acne or Isaiah Spiller. It allows you to look at this whole spread, see the team for what it is, and be able to pass. And if your team can pass while Ole Miss can't, or while Mac Jones is struggling to connect with Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith, that's another element added to your game. The SEC lost Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Jake Fromm, and, and a few others. 
Lynn Bowden Jr. you can throw in there. Uh, Kelly Bryant from Missouri you can probably throw in there. Tommy Stevens. You have no idea what you're getting from half these guys. You have no idea. So if Mond can be even slightly above average, they're going to win some games. Miles Brennan, he hasn't been able to win the starting job at LSU for three years. They brought Joe Burr in because Miles Brennan couldn't handle it. Mac Jones, how long is he the starter before Bryce Young gets a shot? I think all season, and I think deservingly so. But how long? Jared Garantano, is he even guaranteed to start for Tennessee? All these things add up. We have no idea what you can expect from the quarterbacks in the SEC. And because of that, if Mon's a little bit better than everyone else, A&M's going to be fine. If he's a little worse than everyone else, this is a probably 8-14 and and one of the worst seasons in A&M history because of the hype going into the year. But the most important thing that will keep A&M thriving this season is the improvement and the progression of the young talent that's already on campus. Here's the reality of it. A lot of people don't want to talk about how A&M's offense did take a hit. Yeah, their offensive line stay besides uh, Colton Prater. Their offensive line still is not good. Their wide receivers, yeah, they, they lost both Kendrick Rogers and Courtney Davis after a down year. That leaves Jamon Osmond left. Cameron Buckley, Caleb Chapman, they don't have a lot of starts. They don't have a lot of stats. Oh, Cordarian Richardson and Sean Corbin left. We still got Isaiah Spiller. You want to run the kid 300 rushes a, a year? You want to burn out his knees before it's too late? No, you can't do that. So you need that young talent to come in and make an impact. Demon Demas, you're one of the number one wide receiver prospects. Some had him as the top wide receiver prospect on their big board. Some had him at number two. But he was consensus top 10 wide receiver prospect and top 50 player in the nation. He struggles this year, gets hurt. You're limited as a number two weapon. If Jalen Weidemeyer regresses and a Baylor Cup doesn't live up to hype. Baylor Cup, another guy. You have him last year. One of the top-rated tight ends in the nation. A position that is starting to grow into a position you need for your offense, especially in the red zone. He stinks. And Jalen is horrible. What happens there? Running back position. Devin Acne. He is a ground-and-pound, do-it-all runner has speed, has hands, can score in the open field, can score with his legs, can score as a receiving option. What if you what if he's hurt? What if he tears an ACL? What if any of those things happen? You need a secondary runner to pair with Isaiah Spiller. That is my pick to be the guy. And if you want DeAndre Jackson to be your ground and pound third down back this year, go for it. But Acne has to be evolved somewhere in that game. And if he can be, this is going to be a very successful season for AM. The defense is going to be okay overall, I think. When you look at position by position, if they can make sure that Bobby Brown makes an immediate impact alongside Michael Clemens, um, alongside Tyree Jackson, alongside DeMarvin Leal, the front seven... And the secondary is pretty fine. And their linebackers and Anthony Hines and Buddy Johnson are both back. 
But that offense lost some pieces. And for Kellen Mond to only become better, and for A&M to only continue to develop, you have to see this young talent thrive. And if not, it's going to be a roadblock that could cost A&M a win. And when you look at Auburn, and you look at Alabama, and even LSU, who lost coaches, who lost a majority of their defense, who lost the star player and the Heisman Trophy winner, they could even be an upset team. An A&M season with a majority of their players coming back. It could be a down year, and it could be over. Way before it begins. And if it's an 8-4 and four year, I promise you, Jimbo Fisher's going to start feeling the heat under his seat. It's going to be a lot hotter than people expect. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And while you're at it, listen to Chad Forbes' Big Board NBA show Monday through Friday here on the Locked on Podcast Network. We don't know when the NBA draft is going to be, but what we do know is that these players will be making the jump and Chad has all the correct answers on how to scout them. So give him a listen. Tomorrow, we will be back talking about Jimbo Fisher how he will implement his new system, and if he truly is the right man for the job. We'll see you tomorrow, and remember, take him, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.